Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Danny Delamater. Um, Danny is part owner of a company called Blanked. Blanked is Caesar and Danny's company. They make a bait called the Livewire, and now they make heads called the Shredhead. They're a little more focused down this way for spotties. I think Poe has his own head. He's gonna he's helped design smaller hooks. Great head. Get your hands on them if you can. I think you got a message. Uh, blanked or go on their website and they carry him. I'm sure someone will carry him down here soon. Um, yeah, great episode. We had fun. He bring a lot of great beers. So we got a little drunk and talk a little crap and it was a fun time. And I have a couple ads today. This one is for a buddy of my John from stable anglers. He, uh, is putting a tournament on this weekend for carpets for, uh, canned food drive. So let me pull that up really quick. Saturday, November 21st, David Anglers will be hosting a canned food drive called Cans for Carp Tournament at MacArthur Park in Los Angeles. Anglers of all ages are welcome to come out to MacArthur Park at 7 a.m. and go to battle with these notorious freshwater tuna. The tournament ends at 12 p.m. followed by a free barbecue. To enter, all you need to do is bring five canned food items, our toiletries. These are all these are automatically entered to raffles during the barbecue where you can win a free rod setup, swim baits, bait lots, multiple merch lots from various of our local sponsors. Um, there will also be a special prize pack for the first and second place winners. Rules of Simper total inches for your longest three carps with a 12-inch minimum to submit a catch. All baits are welcome, and all catches must have a picture taken with code word given that morning on your measuring boards. All submitted photos will be reviewed by the judges on site at 12 p.m. during the end of the tournament. It's mandatory to wear a mask and practice social distancing guidelines. Mask and hand sanitizer will also be available for free at the statement booth for any further questions. Please uh, message statement anglers. And if you tell them Nick from Cast and Crank sent you, you get an extra raffle ticket. So I'm going to try to go down there uh, this weekend and hit it up. I'm trying my hardest. I am uh, very excited to take my boat out and it ran amazing. It's like a whole new boat. I'm really stoked. Can't believe how good it took the chop compared to before maybe because i'm standing now i don't know but it was a super awesome ride but here's a piece from my boy fred and again i'd appreciate if you guys could check out the patreon we have the okuma kovala 
Okuma sponsored the Patreon this month. They gave us a Kavala 12-2. Two-speed, amazing reel. Thank you, Okuma. All you got to do is donate $5 to the Patreon, and you have a chance at winning it. Um, or if you just like the podcast and you want to donate, that's a way to help out. And lastly, if you could give us a five-star positive review on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. And I'm trying to iron out next week's guest. I'm not sure who it's going to be next Monday. have a couple different people, but uh should be someone really good. So other than that, uh, take a listen to my boy Fred Clinchoff. You guys wanted the most amazing freshwater guide in SoCal. Does uh, three lakes, Castillas, and Kachuma. Check them out. And if you mention cast, I can't talk tonight. I'm not even drinking. If you mention cast and crank, I'm pretty sure you get a discount. So thanks, you guys, for listening. Fred Clinshaw Fishing of Southern California is offering custom-guided bass fishing trips for that first-time fishing experience to the seasoned professional tournament angler and everything in between. Spend a half full day or a custom trip catered to your needs aboard one of the two fully rigged high-performance bass boats with learning techniques used by the top pros to find fish and become more successful in catching them. Fred Clinshaw is ready 365 days a year and will professionally take you fishing. Uh, bring a friend, the family, or bring the whole group of guys with you. Fred is now guiding trips on Castaic and Casitas, two of Southern California's world-famous bass fisheries. Call or text him at 805-630-0160. Follow him on Instagram, my boy the hammer, the hammer of fury on Instagram. Or you can check out his website, www.fredclinchoffishing.com. Now here's where the deal happens. If you mention Cast and Crank, you're going to get a deal on a half or a full day trip. Um, I'm a little biased with this guy. I'm sorry. This is my boy. Freshwater wise, I, I got to say you got to go to him. And uh, not only you know is he an amazing fisherman, he's I don't like using the 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 word uh, he's a salt of the earth, but that that's what he is. Uh, he's a he's an amazing guy, nice guy. Never make you feel fucking stupid. Um, book with him man he supports the podcast if you want to support the podcast go book with fred and just tell him hey cast and crank sent you you guys will get a discount code you're gonna help both of us and uh that's about it man so again go check him out fred clinchawfishing.com or 805-630-0160。like i should not have the wires wrapped around my feet all right, all right now we're, we're good yeah. all right now we're golden all right. I don't know how to do the band. <laughs> um, I thought this is where you usually yeah, play the right? band. No. Oh, okay. Fuck <laughs> oh, dick. Uh, let me bring it down a little. Just to make sure. Uh, these are new mics, so I don't want to clip the whole time. People will complain about the sound. You look beautiful, I think. Hey, these I'm lights gonna... are fucking impeccable. I mean, effing impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You could see yourself now, huh? Ooh. You look good. I mean, I don't know. You let me know. Right there. Okay. All right. All right. Um, welcome to Cast and Crank. This is my buddy. How do you say your fucking last name? Um, Delamante. That's pretty close. <laughs> um, it's exactly how it's spelt. Um, Delamater is actually how it's pronounced. but The Dominator. Dude, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard every possible way. Uh, usually when like a telemarketer calls, it's... Um, 
hello, um, is Mr. Delameter there? Like, well, I know you're not calling for anything in particular, so I'm going to hang up on you now. <laughs> Mr. Dumas. And that's pretty close, too. Um, it rhymes with a lot of things, I think. Danny is a longtime supporter, Blanked. I always wear his hat. If you guys want to know what the eight with the ocean means, it's Blanked. Uh, and that's kind of how it all came about was, shit, uh, last year was when you guys came on? Yeah. But we've been talking September. for a little before that. He kind of swim beat underground, kind of turned everyone on to the podcast. Thank you again to those guys for helping promote and getting guys on and um, make it go. And I met Danny and Caesar that way. They came down for our hundred. Is it a hundredth episode? I think so. No. Was it a hundred? No, shirt release. That's what shirt it was. Release. Yeah. So they came down for the shirt release, which, fuck, we're going to be almost 150 right now crazy um and they've supported this podcast with uh merch caesar i mean the only reason i'm mentoring caesar right now is because he's part of blanked Mm -hmm. right and uh caesar i mean that time we didn't have shirts we had to do pre-orders to help out caesar donated uh bait to help us make a little cash for putting on that event and that's went a long way with me man so these guys are my norcal dudes and danny came down to fish some calicos and spotties had to bomb down yeah had to Freaking Not only uh, that, you got your new shit coming out too. Yeah, know? we uh, we just dropped the Great Escape graphic. Um, that's our fishbowl graphic. Got a got kind of a little meaning behind it. I mean, it's you know, I feel like a lot of people can uh, can relate when it comes to uh, you know not really appreciate what you got till it's gone, kind of sort of thing. Um, you know, it looks like a fish outside of a fishbowl, but I mean, is there a reason behind that? That's a little subtle jab, a little bit. Had an ex girlfriend, but. Uh, a little really? bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, it's more of a balance between, you know, optimists and pessimists a little bit. I think a lot of people, you know, like I said, take for granted what they got and, you know, don't necessarily know what it's, you know, what they got till it's gone kind of sort yeah. of a way, you know. But that was that was kind of – I had a little bit extra motivation, obviously, behind that <laughs> one a little bit. But, you know, it's just – I don't know. It's, it's all about trying to – like for our graphics and stuff, I just kind of want to try to stay original. And I, I want to have – the skate vibe. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I, I want to have something that would look good on a skate deck. Like that's, yeah. or something you'd have in a skate shop by the time it's all said and done. I, you know, going back to the Tony Hawk days and the X Games days growing up, I mean, yeah. that's always, you know, that's always got some sort of ties with me. And especially having a brand now, it's like, got to try to stay consistent with that and that same kind no, of 100%. style. No, 100%. Yeah. Hold on, I got to turn off the fucking mic. All right. Just look at it. Hard doing both of these things at the same time. But yeah. um, So when you thought of that, gra- this is another thing that I like. Maybe I can get your opinion on it. Um, I like the original graphics when someone puts a shirt out. Mm-hmm. So I'm maybe I'm a fucking old man or I'm, I'm, I'm not moving along with the times, but I usually like your logo. You mm-hmm. do a lot with your logo as well. So when you do the new graphic, you usually fuck with the logo and, and that has it on the mm-hmm. shirt. You know, so like this one you just came out with. You did something different with the logo. You try to stick with that majority of the time? Yeah. I want to try to make the 8 kind of be our version of the Nike swoosh, I guess, yes. in a sense. I want the 8 to be the most recognizable portion of our brand in terms of streetwear, I guess. Like when you see stuff, when you're walking down the street, if you see an 8, you just you automatically recognize that as blanked. You know what I mean? And I feel like with Nike, I mean, it doesn't even have to say Nike, you have the swoosh and people automatically know the brand. I want it to get to that point. One day, obviously, we're still in the beginning phases of things, but 
down the line, you know, the household type of name. I feel like we're getting there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's still relatively new, but I feel like we're on our way. I mean, it's been crazy to see the amount of support that we've had in, you know, a rather limited amount of time. You know? How long has it been? It was the first of the year last year. So it's been almost two years. Wow. Sam is pretty much a podcast for me. Yeah. Almost, you know, like you, uh, and not that eight, I'm going to say that like people ask questions about that. Like when you first came on, mm-hmm. I said, is that blanket? You're like, no, fuck. It's blank. You know, that's a, that's a and common that's a hard thing. One, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but I mean, that's the spelling like Caesar kind of tied into the first episode with the regular way of spelling it kind of, uh, would have been misconstrued into something completely different that we didn't want to have to deal with. If you guys want to listen to their episode, what is it? Do you know, remember which one it was? Oh man. I don't know if it's nineties, uh, 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, it might be hundreds, one tens. I don't know. It's like within that 50 amount range. 50 you know to a hundred. You can look back and you can hear their episode. <laughs> you might have to dig a little bit. I don't even bit. know anymore. You know? I don't, I think <laughs> man, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. It's been a while though. That was last either September or October. It's been a year. Yeah. And I couldn't make it down when you shot with Caesar. I don't even remember. When was the LA fishing Alliance? When was the, it? It was this soft opening, which was, I think June. Yeah. I couldn't even make it down because of having a niece. So yeah. I mean, I was put, put on the kibosh as far as that being able was, to travel. that was a little, uh, spike at the, I was coming down yeah. from the, it's so stupid. We're talking a yeah. spike. It's like, fuck man, this, the whole thing, man. Just wash everyone's your got hands. their own. I feel like if you if you wash your hands and wear a mask mm-hmm. with people that you don't know, you're fine. Like if I tell you, dude, I don't feel good. I don't want you coming out. But then there's the fact of going. Well, then there's dudes that don't feel anything and they mm-hmm. have COVID and they're spreading it. Well, I'm like, I guess you got to take a chance sometimes. And you have a happy medium. I, I feel like I do that. Can't live live like your bubble boy. No. Walk around with bubble wrap hey, surrounded around you. Who knows you. that fucking movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> Caesar actually made that reference Did not he? too long ago. I'm like, man, you're aging yourself with that video, man. I haven't seen that movie in so damn long. Dude, Jake Gyllenhaal must go, why the fuck did I do that? I don't know. For money. I think that's about it. But he was just starting money. then, dude. Oh, yeah. Think what he's done now, Donnie Darko. Broke back like, now. Fucking... Oh, uh, I thought we were going there. Oh, sorry. My, my bad. My you bad. went there automatically. Uh, huh? I asked the first thing. <laughs> Always talking about dicks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, dude, like, shoot. Him. There, there's tons of actors that have just gone so far with starting out with so little. You know what I mean? With something that you think is just so ridiculous. And all of a sudden, yeah. man, they're the next big name. You know what I mean? True, true. Just it's like Fisherman, crazy. right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like fishermen. I mean, you start, you got to start somewhere. How's you know? fishing been in the Delta? No, honest to God, I've been not able to get too much on the water within the last couple, you know, about month and a half. I've been out a couple times within the last two months. I just, work got kind of busy and then I was dealing with some trolling motor issues a little bit and trying to get all that stuff settled. And then now, I mean, we're good to go now, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to stick around. I wanted to, got a couple extra days off from work. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to bomb this Jonah Hill. I'm going to get down to SoCal, hit up the boys down here, see what's up now that I got the opportunity to get actually down here and not settle for having to stay in place. You know yeah. What, I mean? what was wrong with the trolling motor? So, I don't know if I'm even supposed to go on and say this, but the, the Lawrence Ghost, it's kind of a known issue that they haven't really talked about. But Are you sponsored by Lawrence? No. Then no. you could talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess the prop shaft, it's... 
the way that they, they they sound like a nut, the nylock or whatever it is, but it's t- it's the same metal up against itself. So unless you actually lube the threads when you go to thread it, it'll strip. Well, that's that's nowhere in the instructions, nothing like that. So we did what they said to do, and then I ended up getting by Delta Precision. It's a the new weed cutter by them. It's fantastic, but. Andy actually came by, who's the owner of Delta Precision, and he's like, dude, how many times are you taking this prop off? I'm like, none. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, I swear to God. No he's way. like, he's like, dude, your shaft is obliterated. So I've been dealing with that for the past couple months, but as of yesterday, we finally got it situated. And is that a warranty with... they covered? Oh, it? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because it's, it's brand new. I mean, I've only had it for six. Oh, shoot, I don't even think I've had it for maybe six months. Spot lock, everything on it? Everything. It's so dialed, What did man. you have before that? The Minkota Ultrax. Did you not? Is it better? Do you think it's an upgrade? Or is Over there pros the Ultrax, and cons? Over the Ultrax, I'd say it's definitely an upgrade. Why? Uh, I feel like, so the head of the trolling motor is a lot smaller. For places like the Delta, you have a lot of vegetation and stuff. So you really deal with, I mean, the bigger head, obviously, you're going to grab more weeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the cons to it is it's kind of new. So, I mean, there's bugs to it. I mean, you kind of got to do, Ultrax dealt with the same thing, like, my brother, he had an old Trex and was the first generation. That thing had, I, I mean, it, it it had more issues than it worked right. I guess I'd put it that way. I mean, it, it had so many problems with the damn thing. But now he's got all the bugs kinked out. Now it's fine. So, I mean, it's kind of kind of personal preference with that. But I really like the way that the, the Ghost fits on my Bass Cat. The way that it lays. Like, the way that the old Trex laid, they got, like, the bounce buster on it. Yeah. And it seemed like that bounce about. buster landed right right where my rods were going to be and it laid low mm-hmm. so it almost took away from storage as far as having rods on the deck of my boat you know what i mean so i'm like that's not for me let's try out this ghost regardless how new it might be i'm sure it, i i mean i already kind of went into it thinking maybe there's going to be some sort of problems but yeah besides that things worked flawlessly i mean it's been pretty outstanding motor i mean spot lock is i mean you push that thing down it keeps you in the exact same place that you want it to be you know what i mean so yeah i, I gotta i want to get the same deal when i since i've been working on the boat and fucking but the money's a and yeah my boat's light as crap it's like i i have a 24 volt i think it's 70 pounds of thrust Mm -hmm. and i the altera i think no it's a riptide it's killer it's a little it's it was like a couple grand they're they're expensive dude hell yeah they're so it's kind of like i mean sooner or later i'll get get one but i mean it's cool to hear from everyone like that's why I ask you why, mm-hmm. what, how, when, because if you're going to buy something, you want to know from the dude that has it. Go, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I had this problem, you know, it stripped out this, this, and this, you know, like, but yeah. Have you uh, fished any tournaments at all lately? No, man. I couldn't even tell you the last time. I think the last tournament I fished in was with Caesar last year or the year before. Oh, no way. I think we fished in either a swim bait shootout or it was like a pass brigade tournament. Really? But I just, I just don't fish tournaments, man. It's, it's. You know, if, if you're into that type of thing, more power to you. It's just, I don't know, man. I just have such a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to tournaments because I grew up doing it at such a young age. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, now I don't really want to put myself in the situation of getting to the point of thinking more about money than the reason why I actually love fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's really the main reason why I haven't done it. Just have, I have no drive for it. And time. I'm sure with the company, like, yeah. you put your, your uh, tournament pre-fishing time into, like, blank. Yeah, and that's what right. I've really been trying to do. I've been trying to shoot. I put more effort into Blink than I have leaving my own personal, you know, account with Delta Dude and stuff. I, I really don't even care about my own personal account anymore. I've I put. Hey, if you don't care, how many followers do you have? 
Uh, one, Don't fucking play, one or two. stupid bitch. You just fucking posted something. I think I just hit 15,000, something like that. I mean, yeah, that was, he that doesn't was care enough cool to know that he has 15,000. Hey, I looked and saw it. <laughs> Which I appreciate everybody for that. Um, <laughs> I'm just but messing with you, dude. I don't know. Like, like, I feel like, like you said, like that. the time that I have outside of my day job, to put that effort towards blanked, I feel like goes a lot further than really focusing on myself. Like I, 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 it's not necessary for me. Like I, I've, I've always wanted to have a brand. So it's, I mean, this is going all the way back to high school, you know, and I, I, I had a brand actually set up in high school. I just didn't have the capital to get off the ground. And I kind of, you know, let that kind of be a dying dream in a sense. And then, you know, flashback 12 years later all of a sudden now i have a brand so it's been kind of a cool humbling thing for me that way you know in in that instance has really given me the opportunity to really put all my time and effort into it now because i actually have it in front of me being that we had the capital to get it off the ground you know when caesar came to me with this idea it was really it was really cool like it was really like and, and i had never even told him about this so it was really when he brought it up i was i was game on i'm like Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in with this. Like yeah. it'd be sick to have a brand like, cause it just, you know, it brought up the past. It brought up an opportunity for me that I felt I didn't necessarily have back in the day, but I had an idea and a dream of doing so and kind of had forgotten about it. But you know, here we are, like I said, 12 years later and now we're running blank together and stuff. And it's yeah. been, been a rad, rad journey so far. For Not sure. only that, you also, um, one thing that I like is you, you talk about writing articles or write reviews and you learned as you went and you found out that you like something that you didn't know that you could do. I feel the same way and I'm learning as I go. Mm-hmm. And you went from kind of messing off and not really caring about it to like actually going, you know what? I'm going to do this. I love writing articles mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm at the point, that point where you're talking about right now. So like I could relate to that on the podcast somewhat like going, okay, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, and you did that and I'm, I'm doing the same thing. So it's kind of cool to hear your previous story where you said, Hey, I didn't even know I could do this. And now I'm writing articles and reviews and people like them and they read them, you know? And it just, uh, even hearing that about you on the previous podcast is something that I really liked and I wanted to bring up a little mm-hmm. because it related to me a lot, you know? Yeah. And I think it's more, you kick the mic um, up a little. Yeah, I think it's almost more like getting out of your comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, just yeah, um, perfect. Oh, yeah. For for the most part, like I hated, like I said in the first podcast, like I hated English, <laughs> hated writing, all that type of stuff. And it was it was something I wasn't really all that comfortable with because I didn't really know what I was capable of, I guess, in a sense. And when it came to Blinked and the whole ideology behind it when we first started was, you know, being a, you know, a review-based company on product that didn't have a whole lot of information on and... Granted, we've been kind of slipping up a little bit as of lately. We've kind of turned our focus on more of building some more apparel and some more merch and stuff. But it's not something we forgot about. We're definitely going to start picking back up where we left off. But right now, we've kind of been more focused on trying to get more stuff out to the public and having more merch for people to purchase. And Bates, I mean, I we, we got the... so. We, we got the spotty tournament that T's putting on this weekend. I'm going to drop the shred heads, which is something I've kind of teased about a little bit. But that's our new swim bait head. I mean, that's something that I felt was kind of lacking in the saltwater scene a little bit. I mean, there's definitely. Well, there's only. A few. There's only a, a couple yeah. down here. I'm not going to say names yeah. or do. You know, but and I'm like, it's either this one, that one, you know, and weedless, you get 
some off the brand. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't even know what they are sometimes. And it's like, okay. And then you have like, uh, yeah, there's only a couple. So like, it's cool to see a new, I'm stoked. I want to use them, you know, like it's something different, try mm -hmm. something new. And I like, I'm going to be able to get out and fish. So like, talk about that. Did your dad have the help a little, a little in that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was something that I brought up and he was like, first he's like, man, I don't oh, know. Oh, real quick. Could you give a little history about your dad? Because I feel like yeah. if people haven't heard, I want them to know, like when you're making the live, talk about the live wire mm -hmm. and then talk about the bait, if you don't mind. So my dad is Bobby D. Bates. For those of you who know that, I mean, he's, he's pretty well known locally. Um, He's been making baits for hell. He's been making baits for as long as I've been around. And I mean, I'm 31 years old. He's been making them for a long time. So, I mean, he makes spinner baits, swim jigs, jigs, chatter baits, uh, buzz baits. I mean, you name it. I mean, he's been. So, anything with the wire, pretty much, he's pretty. Yeah. And he's kind of dabbled with it. I mean, he's pretty good with pouring and painting. I mean, not necessarily paint. It's more powder coat more than anything. But he's, a, he's just really a hands on type of person. You know what I mean? So, he. Yeah. I mean, I grew up obviously fishing this stuff, been blessed to have the opportunity to have that, you know, basically in the back of my pocket kind of the whole time, you know, and be able to fish this stuff because it does get expensive, obviously. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like the live wire, I mean, we were, you know, I kind of touched on it previously, but I mean, we were literally on our way to go up to a trip to Shasta and <laughs> we're just about to leave. And he goes, hold on a second. I got to, I got to tie a couple things up real quick. So <laughs> he drew this out. This is verbatim what he said. He drew this out in the fog on the shower door and then comes out and builds this thing, which later was became the live wire. But I looked at it and started laughing. I thought it was the biggest joke I'd ever seen. I'm like, hey, you got to be kidding me right now. And he's like, no, nah, I think it's going to work. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So then we go up to Shasta and you know, I ate my words. I ate crow real quick because, I mean, mm -hmm. it's – you're going down the bank, and these fish have never seen that kind of vibration before. I mean, it's different. I mean, you have the combination of two baits as opposed to one or the other. And, I mean, it's caught some big fish. I mean, it's been cool to sell them through Blinked and see people across the country start to catch them on it, too. Mm -hmm. um, it's just different. I mean, we've had a few people try to bite it a few times, which is normal. Do you have a trademark on it? No. Too much money, it's too much It's so headache. expensive, dude. Right, I mean, yeah. it's for patents, like what Z-Man's got going on with their patent. I mean, dude, they have so much money invested. Do they in really? That. Oh, yeah. What do they have? It just on their plastic? No, on their on their chatterbait. Oh, they have it on their chatterbait? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. They've, they've sent season assist to all kinds of people, so. Really? Yeah, and it's, I mean, they have but how it, can they send that? It's like, it, you can't make a chatterbait? Only they can? They have it tied down to where the blade ties into the jig. No one else can do it different. Exactly. So if you do a split ring, which is what we offer, we offer the blade kit and then we offer the jig so that you have the opportunity to put a split ring. A lot of people don't. I don't personally, but you have that option because that's how we sell it. Um, Z-Man literally has the patent so that you cannot manufacture them with because the of the ring. way without it. Okay. Without the split oh, ring. Oh, crap. Direct to the, to the bait is what their patent is. Did you look into that when you guys uh, were messing with it? Oh, yeah. yeah. My dad actually got shut down years ago. Doing it from Zeno. Oh, oh yeah. Got a message from him personally and said, Hey bro, I'm I'm obviously didn't say bro, but yeah. <laughs> he said, Hey man, I'm I'm losing too much money to your company. Oh. And my dad's like, I'm a one man crew. I'm selling these out of my freaking garage for Christ's sake. Yeah. 
And he's like, I don't care. He goes, everybody I talk to talks about yours. No way. And I'm like, well, I guess that's kind of a compliment in a sense, but. No, of course. I, I mean, that's like he's doing the right thing. Yeah. And you know? he had reached out. He had reached out previously to, to the man himself and said, hey, you know, like, I want to talk to you about building these and I want to do it the right way and I don't want to step on toes. And it was really on the path of becoming almost what Evergreen is doing. And Evergreen's got their jackhammer and stuff, and it ended up falling through, and they ended up basically saying, nah, not at all. Yeah. So we had to stop making them for a while. Obviously, the way that we sell them now is different, and it's it it's not the same way. But, I mean, it's, there's, there's a crazy history behind that bait, man. There's YouTube videos, all kinds of stuff, and he's not even the original creator of it. And, I mean, it's a killer bait. It's just a matter of... You know, not making it the same way, because if you make it the same way, then you're stepping on toes and that's not what we wanted to do. But yeah, the live wire is obviously completely different. I mean, that's not something that really anybody was doing. Really, nobody was doing it. At least. You're, so your dad kind of came up with it. Yes. And you ran with it. Yeah. Right. Like. Started fishing it and started seeing what it could do. I you mean, tell me, dad. Let me buy that patent off you. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money. He I just wish. gave it to you. Your dad. It's your dad. Oh yeah. He pops his well, like, and take that's, it. Because it's his. It's his company, but we're selling it through Blink like that. So my whole idea behind so it was it's your dad's. Your dad's bait's called the Live Wire. Yes. But you sell it. Yes. But I mean, it's getting so big. It's we pretty much know it as the Blank Live Wire. Yeah, and and you he know? really so. But he doesn't give a crap. No, I'm no, sure, no. You and, know? and my whole thing was I wanted to because he's retired. So he actually retired from grocery. He was, he was doing grocery for 42 years. No way. Where at? At Save Mart. Oh, wow. So Up that way, is that big? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So he he did that, and then he ended up retiring. I'm like, you know what? There's got to be a way for him to make more money besides his retirement. So that's when I reached out to him. I said, look, I want to sell your baits through Blank. We'll put Blank's name on it, but it'll still be yours. So, I mean, a lot of the local, all the local guys know. That it's a Bobby T bait, but you know, new customers and stuff like that might not know that that's who makes them. And I mean, that's fine, but they, they are Bobby D baits and it's just another outlet for my dad to make, you know, a little bit extra coin. I wanted to try to help him out as much as possible. And really it wasn't even about the money. It was about getting them in the hands of more anglers. So they were able to experience how good is stuff that he makes. Because your dad's probably like, I don't give a crap about anyone else. I'm just local. Mm -hmm. You think your dad do podcasts? If I came up there? He might. He might. And that'd be cool because he's got history. I love so, that. I love that. My dad's one of those people that hates people. Hates people. But if it has something to do with fishing, Does he's he all drink? about it. No. Wow. Really? My dad is very straight. I can get him to drink a goober-ass blue moon every once in a while, but yeah. that's about it. But he's he's pretty straight edge in terms of, of that type of stuff. But if it involves fishing, my dad's into it. So, I, so I, hopefully if I, when I come I up there to do the Delta, we'll go to Caesar's shop and bring your dad in. Do, I think he would. Because I, really I think – Finding the history and mm-hmm. the location is what I love. Oh, yeah. And I think it'd be cool for you. Your dad would probably fucking love it. Oh, yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? I think he'd enjoy he'd it. He'd go on with his son. Like, I would love that, dude. He'd be nervous at first. I'm, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. I think he'd be nervous. <laughs> yeah. But I think that he would open up. Yeah. Definitely. I think he would definitely open up. He's, I mean, he just enjoys fishing. He's been kind of dealing with a bad back lately a little bit. So I could just tell how much that's been bothering him. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're, we got the boat situated. We got everything situated. So I think me and him are really going to start hitting the lakes a little bit more, kind of venturing away from the Delta for wintertime and start. I mean, he's going to be messing with the finesse. I'm going to be definitely messing with the trout baits and everything else, trying to catch the big ones. But he's our, our styles have definitely deferred 
in, in more recent years. I think that's part of the reason why me and him don't fish as much as I have, do. That's a great point of view because I was talking to um, a lot of guys like Matt, uh, John Curry, mm-hmm. um, my uncle. Like, so my uncle's kind of like my dad that showed me fishing. Like, he was a bass backwards guy. He fished with Tom White when he was younger. Like, he was in the club for 30 years. Yeah. He's got a champion. Okay. I feel like older dudes loved drop shotting. Oh, 100%. Why? Why? So. Is it because you can catch a lot of fish quick? Yeah. And I think that a lot of a lot of older guys, I mean, I think that they just enjoy catching fish at this point. I think they're kind of past the whole, I mean, trophy fish is definitely where it's at, but I feel like they're more in terms of catching quantity over quality, I guess would be the better way. Like, especially my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad goes fish. He catches 100 fish a day. He don't care if they're 13 inches or not. He just had a good time. <laughs> Me, I've my mindset's changed a lot, especially in recent years. Really, it changed. I mean, I had been throwing swim baits before I got a hold of Toxics. But really when me and Caesar started to link up, this was back in 20, beginning of 2015 is when we really started to link up. And that was really when I started getting toxics. But I had thrown swim baits, but I never really understood swim baits. So I really ventured away from traditional and conventional style baits. And it, you know, when, when you do that and you, when you steer away from conventional, you steer away from catching a lot more fish. Yeah. So you miss out on a lot of bites and it, if you're not into it for going, you know, going, going big and go or going home, I mean, you really, it, it, it can be disheartening at times. I feel like a lot of people think that they want to be a swim bait fisherman and then they go out a couple of times and don't catch anything. And then they're like, this sucks. Well, Really what it is is I feel like a lot of people, they jump into swim baits directly as opposed to coming from conventional because there's a lot you can learn from both. And I feel like a lot of stuff from conventional can be tied into swim baits. So I had a question preloaded for you Mm -hmm. only because I know you do both. It's a two-part question. So like as an Instagram influencer somewhat, you feel like you, you have a big following. Okay. Do you feel like you need to post a big fish or do you feel like it needs to be a cool picture to show everyone like, hey, I'm just giving you like some material more than I am like, uh, hey, this is how big a fish I can catch. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes like people put up a small fish. I've seen a million people do it and then everyone shits on them. Mm -hmm. I see it and I go, oh, that's a cool picture. It doesn't have to be that. It could be two pounds or Mm -hmm. three pounds, four pounds. Cool. But some guys won't put that up because they just want big fish when it's not always big fish. It's you not know? really necessarily. So I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of guys are jaded in terms of size. Um, I mean, it ain't, it ain't always about big fish. I mean, exp- I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure I stand with a lot of people in this. They might not talk about it, but I, I mean, you always go to go catch your PB all the time. You always go out like you want to try to catch the biggest fish in the lake or Delta for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, dude, by the time it's said and done, you're still a fisherman. Like, if you're out there catching fish, that's what you're there for. You know what I mean? And people go, oh, it's just a four-pounder. I don't want to post a four-pounder. What kind of voice is that right now you're doing? That's a, that's a snobby voice. Okay. It's almost like, who, who, what movie is that? Little Nicky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Pee-wee. <laughs> yeah, Pee-wee did the best. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's cool to touch on this subject yeah. because I feel like it's going to tie into something different, but keep mm-hmm. keep talking what you're talking about. I just, you know, like... Dude, we're we're all fishermen. Like, like it ain't all about size. Like, I feel like so many people are so stuck on having to catch the biggest fish all the time. And for me, 
you know, it's not necessarily about that. I go out there because I enjoy fishing. You know, if I catch an eight, nine, 10 plus, I mean, that, that's, that's a gift. You know, that's not necessarily what's going to happen every time. I mean, I obviously don't go out there with a wacky Rick Sanko of just catching a hundred fish like I used to, but it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the size of the fish. And I feel like a lot of people's mentality have gotten to the point where if you post a two pounder, they judge you for it as opposed to just appreciating how excited someone could be for fishing. I agree. And the thing that I think of more than anything, like when you post something, I care about what you caught it on. So if you post like I caught a two pounder doing something like different that no one really does. I'm like yesterday, uh, I caught a depth 175 calico, which is cool. Is that San Clemente Whore Island? Oh yeah. But it, it, I was stoked as shit cause I caught it on a depth. And that's a different perspective is to go like, Hey, I caught it on something different. I've been trying this technique, you know, a butch gave me that, that 250. I caught like a two pound bass on it. Mm-hmm. I was stoked as shit cause I'd never caught anything on that bait. So it might be a different perspective that way too, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a learning experience cause they're all different tools, yeah. whether it be a drop shot, whether it be a jig, a yeah. frog, a swim bait, whatever it might be, they're all different tools. And I feel like a lot of people get into swim baits, especially because they see their friends doing it. It's not necessarily for any other reason than almost clout, I guess, in a sense. I mean, I, I'm not really trying to put anybody down, No, but I feel like a lot of people get into swim baits because they think that swim baits makes you, you know, validated as a cool fisherman because you throw swim baits. So here's the second part of my question Uh is that, do you think, I guess I got two. Do you think, because I ask this question a lot, do you think that you're going to be a better swim bait fisherman if you're a really good conventional fisherman first? That's my first question. Because can, because some people can jump straight into the swim bait game and just so, I'm going to throw it. There's enough crap on YouTube between Oliver, Mike Gilbert, whoever it might be. They can look and say, hey, I can follow what they're doing. I can retrieve it like them. I could do what they're doing. But they didn't put the homework in before to learn how to fish a jig, you know, drop shot, spy bait, whatever it might be. Uh-huh. Because a lot of the dudes that I talk to, I'm going to say half nap. There's some guys that are great that I said, no, I don't, I don't fuck with that at all. You know, uh-huh. like, like Mike Gilbert. When he came on, he's like, yeah, I don't fuck with anything, but kills it. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if I remember if how much conventional fishing he did previously. Talks about frogs. But the question is, is do you think that having that background makes a huge difference when you come into the swim bait game? Or do you feel like just focusing on swim baits and killing it on swim baits and figuring everything you out you could is better? I feel like there's certain people that are just flat out gifted. Um, you know, guys that just can pick up whatever and catch fish on it. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of if you started a conventional and ventured into swim baits, I feel like your learning curve is a lot smaller. I guess it'd be the better way of putting it. It's if you're brand new to fishing and you go straight into the big stuff, you got a lot to learn straight up. You have a lot to learn. You can go from conventional to fish and swim baits because you can kind of, relate certain conventional baits to swim baits like i fish weedless baits like the way that i would slow rolling like a spinner bait um or even a chatter bait for that matter uh crank down baits fish like a big giant oversized square bill um you know or even wake baits whatever it might be i mean there's you know you have 
just different conventional baits that really tie into themselves. I mean, hell, a lot of people fish ahead. They'll just straight drag it like you would a jig. I mean, if you're used to fishing a jig and dragging a jig, it's relatable. You could tie that same style. I mean, obviously your gear goes up, but I mean, it's something that you can relate. They're not identical, but there's definitely things that are comparable, I guess is the better way of putting mm-hmm. it. And I, you know, like I've, a lot of people think that, you know, because you're throwing the biggest bait means you're going to catch the biggest fish. And that's not the truth. There's fish that eat everything. I mean, See, I feel like you know my second question already. What? You son of a bitch. Is that the, re- is that the, so re- the second, direction you were my, going? Yes. The second question is, I talked to some guys. I talked to a Jake from Outdoors Unfiltered Podcast. Mm-hmm. He kind of turned me on to this question a little bit. So I tried a little more. And I'm sure he's going to have the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to check out a podcast, check his podcast for NorCal stuff. I feel like... A lot of tournament anglers have gone there. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. But um, Shout out Jake Howard. Yeah. And what I want to know is, do you think that you could catch big fish like on a jig? Because I feel like I have talked to a lot of guys who go, oh, I didn't catch it on a swim bay. I caught a 15-pounder on a jig. Mm-hmm. Kelly, Popo, Bass Jesus. Oh, yeah. like, if you're a tournament guy, maybe you're not throwing the swim bait as much, so you're on the jig or you're on a bait. Do you feel like you can catch the biggest quantity and quality on conventional or on swim bait? I feel like a lot of tournament uh, fixture. Uh, I feel like a lot of tournament anglers are more of if they have a swim bait tied on, they're going for their kicker. But if you catch your kicker on another style, um, it's more of an extra, I guess. It's 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 a bonus. But depending on the time of year, I mean, you can go catch giants on a drop shot. You can catch giants on a senko, spinner bait, chatter bait. I mean, there's conventional to me really gets overlooked by a lot of the swim bait guys because they've never seen it in action in terms of catching that quality. I mean, I've had days on, you know, a drop shot where we're, we're smacking them and you can't catch them on anything else. And I mean, sometimes you have to go finesse to get those bites, but obviously that's my mentality in terms of how I go about it. I, I, you know, and my mentality is kind of flip-flopped a little bit. Do you consider yourself a conventional fisherman or a swim bait fisherman? I consider myself as a fisherman. I guess would be the best way of putting it because I don't really have a necessary direction that I choose to go. I will throw it all. Um, I got away from conventional for a few years mm-hmm. and then I realized how much I missed throwing the things that I love doing the most, like a frog. I got away from throwing a frog and that was, that was hell. I mean, summertime with a frog, even, even springtime with a frog is but frog, unbelievable. I think frog fishing goes hand in hand with swim bait. It does. Because I feel like dudes that, that talk about swim bait fishing usually will go, oh, I'll fish a frog too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and so another big fish bait is a punch. There's not really anything that I would say relates to that in terms of big baits, but I mean, there's there's just to so explain much. that because that's a little more NorCal. You guys are on the Delta a lot. Mm-hmm. You're punching a lot up there, right? Yeah. So explain what you're using. Um, I use an ounce and a half tungsten. Um you're either using a punch skirt or no punch skirt, depending on the day. I usually go without it. I know that I miss out on bites because of it, but it just makes it simpler for me. I usually have two rods on the boat, one with it, one without it, but then I just get steadfast and end up using just one or the other. Um, we're just flipping grass and vegetation. I mean, if you have a canopy with water below it, summertime when the water's hot, those fish search for shade and ambush points, and those fish, especially the big ones, they'll find one clump on an entire stretch of bank that they can, they really have an avenue where everything has to pass. 
Are you they, punching in the middle or towards the edge? Uh, so it depends, depends on the tide. Okay. Depends on the tide. Like Clear Lake, you obviously don't have tides. You really just you fish more isolated clumps more than anything. Um, That's so funny. I feel like you're talking about kelp. It's similar. <laughs> it's definitely similar. That's why I think that a lot of calico guys and bass fishermen really you know yeah, coexist yeah. together. You know what I mean? And that's really why with blank that I really wanted to not stay on one or the other. Like I wanted to venture into the salt because so many things coexist. Like you see so many great bass fishermen go fish salt and you're like, damn, like dude, Todd Klein. Yeah. He fished a whole year of uh, SBS Mm -hmm. saltwater bass series. Did great. Especially with spotted bay bass. It's like, you're going to go tomorrow and it's going to be like you're fishing the Delta. Mm -hmm. I'm It's going to be fish like you're fishing docks, like big docks. Dude, it's it, you're gonna be like, oh, this is j- this is just like it. We're fishing ten and twelve, you know, like to get bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight sometimes and six, depending on what we're doing. But you're you're gonna be like, fuck yeah, man. This oh, is dude, cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I am excited to get out there. I mean, I shoot since the last time when I went to the break wall and uh, realized how bad <laughs> how bad my leader knots were. Thanks, T. Uh, <laughs> I missed out on some big opportunities to get some big fish on the boat because, uh, and that was a great a time. That, oh, I had I mean, a great time. Ronnie and, and, uh, uh Jack, mm-hmm. they were dude, with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, dude, I would not fish fresh water ever. Ever. Jack was like, this is the best ever. He got like a three pound sand bass. He's like, dude, big one, big one. I'm like, let me see what it is. It was like a three pounder. He's like, bro, these things fight. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, dude, it's nice. He's like, level. it's like fishing what we're fishing at home mm-hmm. you know I'm like yeah dude. except they fight a lot better yeah like, like, it's 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 a trip man like like jack said i dude if i lived anywhere close where these fish were i i don't think i'd fish freshwater i really don't i i would i'd be done with it i'd say yeah you guys could have that i'm just gonna go fish for calicos and sandies and spot it's just it's so fun but you know maybe that's just me not doing it as much exactly you know what i mean and, and you get, it might you get be entitled that. guys like chris purcell mm-hmm. they pull their dicks out and they throw their depths in 170s and, and catch them every and time catch them every time they don't want to do that uh-huh. i'm just kidding chris i love you i'm drinking a high life right now <laughs> just in your name oh man <laughs> no chris is great but like i mean some guys like i still love going freshwater fishing just like you said it's like it, it i have calico all the time cuz i'm close but I still want to go on the lake. I want to see the scenery. I want to figure it out. I learned a little bit, so I'm like, I want to do it more. It's just having the time for me. But oh, yeah. you have the time to come down. But you know, it. But back to the punching, it's like you're you're. Uh, that's you're kind of the same idea a little bit. I'm yeah. not saying we punch the same way. It is I have similar. No room though. to talk like it the, is similar. Yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. I cut you. I, I took you on a tangent. No, no, no. Like it, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it, you know, different bodies of water is yes. really what it comes down to. Um, I use the Bub Tosh punch rod by Irod. I think that's one of the best punch rods there is. Um, not even to sound like a plug at all. I mean, I, I've, I've fished a lot of different rods, and that rod really just fits well, the Well, just style. to let you know, I fished the Kamana series. <laughs> I run. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's super, it's super different. I mean, if you're a patient person, yeah. I mean, you'll go down a half a mile stretch of, of flipping and not get bit. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, 10 flips, you have 25 pounds. You know what I mean? It, it's just punching's different, man. You just have to be able to get used to how it works and have the right setup and just be ready. I mean, that, there's, there's times where they'll almost rip the rod out of your hand. And I mean, you're not only fishing, you know, open water, it's just you versus the fish a lot of times. 
you now have another layer in between. It, it's it's a war zone punch. Yeah. And I'm not going to sound like I'm the best punch fisherman because I'm not. I've been with guys where I'm like, man, uh, <laughs> I feel like I've never done this before fishing with you because I'm just getting my ass handed to me. But it's it's a trip, man. And it's, you know, it's just different styles with different bodies of water is really what it comes down to. I mean, obviously down here in the salt, it's a, it's a lot different than what we got up there. But, I mean, I feel like kelp and fishing around vegetation is definitely, it could definitely kind of coexist in terms of, having a comparison between the two, you know? How are you using those uh, new heads you uh, made up that way? The weedless head. The shred head? Yes. Uh, just rigging them, rigging them kind of similar to like how some of these other ones are um, with the open hook, but we have the weed guard on them. Um, the weed guard is a little bit long, but you can trim it to yeah, however you want. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can yeah. do whatever. You, I think that's cool if you make it longer because, hey, here's your bait. Mm-hmm. You do what you want with the weed guard. You can cut the fucking thing off. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys do, even oh, yeah. on that other heads. But, like, it's cool to hear you talking about it. I want to know how you guys kind of fish it up that way, though. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you can fish it really around anything. With that weed guard, it makes it capable of being able to fish around anything. And another cool thing that I wanted to really do is I wanted to link up with Poe, and I wanted to offer a series with him. He's just, you know, that guy just is always fishing and I I appreciate people that fish all the time like that that really especially when you know maybe me or you can't get yeah. out as much as others no he kills it man Dude, and he's, he's always out fishing yeah and that's that's really it, it it shows the passion for the sport and I and I dig that so I wanted to get in touch with him to try to make his series in our shred head and it's different we're we're offering a half ounce head with a three out hook he told me that he wanted a hook that was smaller because nobody else made the smaller hook, and he felt like a lot of these spotted bay bass. I mean, they obviously got. So you're aiming mouths. the aiming the, that series ahead just for, for spotties. the spotties. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Awesome. So it's going to be the the post spotted series, is what that is. Nice. The PSS. Is he choosing the color as well? Yeah. So he's got his own color. We don't have that one yet. Yeah. Um, How do you get your own color? What dick do I have to suck to get my own color? We can get. We Color one. Well, I saw Pop you pink? did a film. Oh, yeah, rainbow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we could definitely. We I'm could do a casting crank color. Oh God. Oh God, no. Come on, man. <laughs> make you feel pretty good. Yeah. We can make it happen. Tell T, no, your color's not going to fit. We got casting cranks written in there instead. But uh, that's that's cool that you're like the picking a guy out, going, you know, this guy kills bodies. He's really good. So let's go with him. Mm-hmm. I'm on my back at 100% because he d- he's out there all the time, man. Mm-hmm. And I fish with Poe, and he's really good. Yeah, and it's so. really – I mean, I, I wanted to reach out to him just because, I mean, I, I found Poe on my own really through Instagram. I'm like, man, this dude is straight killing it. Like, on weedless baits dude, yeah. and freaking swim baits and swim bait heads, whatever the hell it would be. I, this dude just crushes it. And then, all of, us, of course, he's got the Poe's mag stick, the 794 yeah. or whatever it is with Irod. And I'm going to say, that's my favorite Oh, rod. it's mine too. I have six of Dude, them. Dude, I use that rod so much for everything. My A-rig rod, my light A-rig rod, everything you can think of. That's a it's great killer. rod. Yes. I yeah. use it for toxic baits, waking cranks. Really? Oh, yeah. It's oh, killer wow. for, for medium-sized treble hook baits. I, I Man, I can't even tell you how many yes, times this year that thing I've caught treble, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because it's – so I feel like a lot of people in terms of big baits, they – you know, a lot of people complain about – opening split rings and opening up hooks and all this other stuff. And it, it kills me. I'm like, man, what are you doing that allows for your hooks to open up? A striper will open up a hook. 
A bass shouldn't open up a hook. I mean, obviously, 15, you know, a teener obviously is capable of doing a lot bigger things. But with a treble hook, but you have to have a rod that compensates for it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand what having a parabolic bend on a rod is when it comes to treble hook baits. And they think that a rod's a rod when it comes to swim baits. You have to have a beef stick. And that's not the case. You can have that with a weedless bait. But when it comes to trouble hook baits, you you really just can't. I think a lot of swim baits need to be more a little more the swim bait rods need to be a little more like that as well, right? A little softer. I feel like Have a you, lot of do you guys use custom rods. Yes, I use so I use low down customs and I use Neff. Um, oh, yeah, Neff's got some killer shit. He's is he down this way? Yeah, Mark. Okay, yes, Mark Neffless, and he make killer stuff. Yeah, Ben makes killer stuff. I'm I mean, obviously everybody knows about Ben. Ben's um, another buddy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben. Love you, buddy. Shout out, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I feel like, you know, a lot of conventional, I wouldn't say conventional, a lot of production style rods that are directed towards swim bait fishermen aren't right. They either have them too stiff or too soft. So you could have a rod that's perfect for a weedless, but it's not right for a treble hook bait. And then they have, oh, this is our treble hook rod. It's like, dude, this is a deep crank rod. I can't even throw a two and a half ounce bait on this damn thing. So how many rods do you think you need for uh, swim bait fishing? Like, say you're going to go out, like, just target, like, you got a, you know, uh, working class zero, you know, like, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, seven swim bait rods? I'd say five. Damn. I'd say five. Just, I mean, if I'm going completely swim bait fishing, fishing I'd say five. Um, I want something that I could wake on top. Um, what's nice about, you know, I'd say, you know, I'm obviously going to sound biased saying this in terms of a toxic, but a lot of Caesars baits are a wake or a crank down. So you really can cover two dimensions in that case. You know what I mean? So you could stay on the surface or you can get down subsurface. Um, I would say I need a weedless. Shout out Lloyd. Shout out. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Lloyd. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> So I had to do it. You lined up the fucking. Oh, I did. I, I didn't even to think about it either. <laughs> but I'd want to have a weedless bait. Um, I'd want to have a wake. I'd want to have a crank down. I'd want to have some sort of weedless bait. And then I think from there with having five, I guess I'd really want to, I'd have a glide. A glide's another one that I would have. Um, and then in terms of a wake or a crank down, most of the time it's both. I'd have a size differential, whether it's a wake and crank mm-hmm. or a bluegill style bait, just so that I have different profiles to kind of rotate between two, whether it's colors, whether it's, you know, obviously size. I just, I feel like that covers the entire spectrum of the water column that way. So it, I wouldn't say it's necessarily easy to figure out the bite that way, but it covers more water in terms of trying to figure it out quicker. You know what I mean? So that that that's how I would do it. I, I'd say five rods. Damn, that man. might be a little bit of an overkill, but I mean, when you have them, it's kind of easy to have them at your but disposal. But I, I always have talked about it for a minute. I'm like, I feel like this is its own genre of fishing. Is just swim bait fishing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're either like, God, it's like being an offshore tuna guy, and that's all you do, or off calico guy. But swim baits, even though it's part of freshwater, mm-hmm. it's its own genre completely. Hundred percent, its own genre. Hundred percent, because I mean, you really, you know, you can't go pick up a seven foot medium heavy and go. Oh, I'm gonna go throw this four and a half ounce bait on. It. That's not how it works. You have to have your own tackle and gear for it, and that's. I think that's what steers it's a lot a of people out of it. It's it a is. Lot, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's definitely a commitment. Yeah. And and like what Eric talked about on the previous podcast mm-hmm. with UFO, 
Shout out Eric. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, talking about, you know, casting off expensive baits. I mean, swim bait fishing is not cheap. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that's why. It's know, almost living life on the edge, bro. It's definitely living life on the edge. 100%. You're like Vin Diesel. You live your mic by a quarter, quarter it's an mile, investment. bro. It's an investment. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, if you're going to do it, I, I, I've had a lot of people ask me, should I do it? And I'm like, yeah. you know, why do you want to do it? Is really why, is really what I asked them. And a lot of times they're like, well, I want to catch big fish. And I'm like, you just started fishing six months ago. Like my, my brother-in-law, he's, I'll use him as an example. Uh-oh. Hopefully he don't get mad about this. <laughs> but uh, he, you know, like he's, he's been, he's somewhat new to fishing. He's been doing it for a few years and he's become a pretty solid fisherman. Yeah. And he said, dude, I'm ready to start fishing swim baits. And I told him, no, you're not. And he's like, well, why not? And I said, cause you haven't learned the basics of conventional to get to that point really and he's like well what do you mean and i kind of explained it to him and it really made him change his perspective and it's not that i want to steer anybody clear of throwing big baits i think it's dope if that's what you want to do that's dope i've been hot and cold with it because i've seen with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. My perspective change, I guess, throughout the years in terms of what exactly I want to do. I don't want to be one or the other. I want to be versatile. I want to be a junk fisherman. I want to be able to throw whatever, whenever. That's why I have it all on the deck of the boat. You know, whether it calls for a drop shot this day or... Do you tell that to everyone, though? Like when you... I try to. When you talk, someone comes up to you and goes, Hey, Danny, I want to just fish swim baits. That's it. And they're just starting. You're like, no. I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. And it's mainly because I don't want people to be. So I feel like with somebody that's new to fishing, I don't want them to be discouraged. And I feel like swim bait fishing can be very discouraging. I feel like a lot of people get into it for the wrong mentality because they want to just catch big fish. But they get discouraged because they don't see results fast enough. Mm -hmm. And then their drive for being a fisherman fades. And it fades fast. When you don't see results you don't want to keep doing it a lot of times. I mean, unless you're completely dedicated, you don't want to stick around. No. Like, fuck this hobby. I want to go do something else. I'm going to go pick up golf, <laughs> yeah. which I hate. I'll go on record saying that I hate golf. You golf? Oh, before. dude. I, have a, I got a mean slice. Really? I can hit it 300 yards, but it's going to go this way or that way and never straight. What's that thing? Top golf or whatever they do? Oh, man. Is that the new thing? Where oh, you just, yeah. I just like a aim, driving range? Yeah. I just aim. I aim for the one that's right in front of me. I just half half shot it and just get my points up because I hate losing. But I, I can't I, I can't golf, man. All my friends do it. I'm like, dude, this yeah. sucks. I'll drive the golf cart. Uh, 
not drunk. Uh, and oh, uh, I'm sure not drunk at all. <laughs> not drunk at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'll show up. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I might bring my fishing rod and go sneak into a couple of the ponds. But golf, yeah, that's old man sport, <laughs> in my opinion. That's what they say about fishing. See, it is. And you know, falling back on Caesar, that yeah. dude was a pretty damn good golfer. Is he? Uh huh. You don't really? look like it. You don't look like it, but he was a damn good golfer. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, that yeah. grill does do throw me way off, man. Dude, ask him about it next time you see him. That dude was, he was good. He'll go off on it. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good. I've heard some stories. I'm like, man, when was this? Like 1973? <laughs> but I think he's like almost 50 now or something. Caesar's only 40, right? Only 40. I think he's older than that. He might be 80 now. I don't even know. 40's not old, bro. I'm 40. I, I'm almost 40. I'm 31. That's not almost that old. Uh, well, I mean, I feel young. it sometimes. You're a baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> That's what I try to tell myself every day. What about the new shop? You're up there. Uh, Caesar's not here, but I want to talk about he made a change. Let's talk about that a little bit. It's rad, man. That it, he's so. It's something that he had not gone public with for a long time, but he mm-hmm. had always wanted to have a retail spot. And he wanted to do it differently. He didn't want to just have a tackle shop. So, you know, obviously in this day and age, you either have a tackle shop that works or it doesn't. Yeah. Because the internet, the internet has ruined that for so many people. And I feel bad. I mean, if you're somebody that's invested your life into a tackle shop and you see it start to slowly fade because of internet sales, you either adapt or you fall behind. You know what I mean? And Caesar wanted to do a retail spot where he could sell his baits and sell baits that he believed in. And we're going to sell some blank stuff there. We're going to sell some swimming underground stuff. He's going to get in touch with a lot of the local cats. Um, he really just wanted a spot where he can continue to grow his brand. And, I mean, he hasn't really needed too much help with that, obviously. But, I mean, he just... It's, it's a, cool to have a home base, though. Yeah, and it's just you know? a cool spot. Like, I went in there, I sheetrocked some stuff. and I saw it look beautiful. I appreciate it. Did you that. do wood stud or, or still stud? I do metal stud, but that was wood framing. Did you have to do that? No, it was already there. I whoever tell. did it, man. Hey, whoever <laughs> they, they did act it, it. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Nothing was plumb. I'm like, oh, cool. This is rad. I'm just going to cut every sheet rather than just stand them up. You know, talking about my, uh, my day job, I'm actually a drywaller by trade. I get a lot of messages in terms of that. Um, we even talked about that because I, I used to do drywall, gosh, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. wasn't union, but I did drywall and I taped and framed so we're all like butch brown yeah oh butch brown. He's, hey, there butch, you go hold on here we hey go. butch let's start a company bud <laughs> but butch is is high and shit dude. oh i know he is have I've you seen, seen his shit yes dude he, he is showed me pictures i'm going legit, damn dude he's good all the high-end stuff rob, i don't do that and his stuff. buddy rob, that guy rob is it flotta rob mm-hmm. he works for him too right see i i don't i don't do anything in terms of high-end i do like the big dude, companies. Dude, he does some like sick like Venetian finishes. Like I've never touched yeah, that stuff. Yeah, dude, it looks rad. But I'm yeah. like, eh, I'm a little, a little petrified of stuff like that. And I'll <laughs> stick to straight walls. And people are like, "Come on, get back to fishing." Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll just do fishing. <laughs> I posted all my stories. They're like, dude, "That's not a largemouth bass." I'm like, "My bad, man. Just trying to my life. trying to transition between the two. God." <laughs> So you you did some of this the work in the shop. You're getting it up. Every all you guys are right. Yeah, I mean yeah. It's, it's been a definitely a conjoined effort. Oh, he's got yeah. he's got his buddy Chris doing some painting. He's the one that did Gilly Nelson on the wall. Dude, that came out killer. sick. Yeah. That's all rattle cans, dude. That guy is an artist of all artists. Just I mean you you let them let them do their work. They do yeah. everything on their own. Their minds just work differently, man. That's killer. I, I to be inside an artist's mind would be a trip to me, dude. 
so amazing. It really is. You guys did the molded one too, right? He's he's been the one that's been doing that. That guy, him, Chris, him and Caesar, yeah, dude, that came out so good. It's yeah. killer, and it's almost done. I think too. Yeah, it, it's sick. Yeah, it's just so. I think he was talking about this weekend trying to do like a little, you know, kind of get it open. He's got all the paperwork already officially set up and stuff. So he, uh, I mean, he's ready. He's been ready for a while, but now things are officially ready. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just about there. I mean, it's going to be a spot where people just come, chill, check it out, you know, buy some baits, and just hang out with everybody, really, by the time it's all said and done. he's uh, He's got a good thing going, and I know how excited he is about it. And that's that, to me, is ultimately what makes it that much better. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're stoked for your buddy. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Like, he's had this goal for a while, and now yeah. he's finally reached it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, sky's the limit in terms of that, you know? No, Sick. 100%. And you guys thinking of hosting – the next toxic day out of that. I think so. Oh, I mean, I'm cool. kind of speaking for myself in that regard. But that'd I, be I, cool. Like yeah. I, I wanted to do. Well, it's got fucking COVID got us all. But and the same thing with the BABC thing. Like mm-hmm. I had planned on going up there to do that. He that moved. camping thing, dude. He moved. Yeah. Where he moved to? Anthony, I think lives in Texas now. Oh, no more BABC. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I obviously it'll be a toxic day now. I'm going mm-hmm. off record on that one, but I. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is. I think he's, um, he's in Texas now. Well, dude, I planned on coming to that camping thing and everything, and then it all got. Went it down sucks, the toilet. man. This whole thing's got yeah. everything all out of whack. But it would have been so fun, man. But yeah. either way, I'm gonna make it up there. I think in December. Hopefully, mm-hmm. everything's cool. And uh, if we can get your dad on up there and and uh, some other dudes, I want to do a roundtable, Delta roundtable. You know, like we can definitely get something like that. Get a so. couple of swim bait dudes. Maybe that guys are even low pro. You know, get Phil Dutra on the podcast. He's another name. Yeah, I mean, I just want to get dudes that know. Mm-hmm. You know, to make it. I hit up Rogers and Bennett and all those guys, and they did their thing. And I'll have this. I shouldn't say this. You guys are going to hear here. I think I'm have a swim bait underground roundtable next month. With rad. some of the heavy hitters, um, we have something a big surprise for you guys next month. It's gonna be sick. I can't announce it yet, but it's gonna be probably one of the best months of podcasting you guys could ever hear. Is that when they're doing the special edition uh, Casting Crake uh, podcast G string? Yes, that's what I thought. It's a Swimbait Underground collab. Yeah, and you're wearing it, right? I am. It's very comfortable. Oh, yeah. Very. It's felt. It's yeah. really weird, but when it's cold outside, it it. it it's comfortable. I'll just and put you it have that an way. opening for your vagine? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I had to cut it myself. But. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, they're going to sponsor the, the podcast next, uh, the Patreon next month. So we got something good going. But, um, yeah, I mean, I miss those those gatherings. And that's one thing I can't wait to go back up there. Even doing that little thing, the round table will be great, dude. Hell yeah. And you guys, I trust you guys to pick the guys because it's like, We'll get it. No going. one knows better than you guys, man. You know, like you guys have been, you live there, oh, yeah. right? It'll be rad to get. I, I feel like it'll be rad just to have different minds involved. You know what I mean? Because everybody's mind operates different. And your and the Delta, I think, is a, a completely different fishery than like anywhere else, right? It's very. And different. it's crazy because you have tides, which so crazy. makes it so tough, right? That's why you know I, I I hear people go, "Hey, I'm gonna come up there. Is there any spots to fish from the bank?" I'm like. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, but <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't honestly, God, in my 31 years, I don't think I've ever fished from the bank from the Delta. Really? I really don't. I don't think I've ever. I take that back. And you grew up in Oakley, right? Yeah, I've lived in the same same city my whole life. Oakley is how far from Folsom? Uh, how far out is Folsom? 30 minutes, maybe? From, no, it's more than that. 
Really? How far out is Folsom from clear, uh, from Sac- uh, Sacramento? Not far. About 10 minutes, 15 minutes? 15. Because so, when, when Caesar told the best story I ever heard on the podcast, uh, he was talking about Folsom right there, mm-hmm. and he explained it to me, and I was like, oh, I know exactly. With that bottom pond? And yes. Yeah. And he fucking talked about the fish body. Uh-huh. So Folsom for me uh, is, I'd say, probably about an hour and 40 minutes, probably hour and a half. It's more country out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because my uncle and my aunt lived there for, I think, four years and it's, then they moved it's, to Idaho. It's pretty rich country. It's, it's nice, pretty expensive dude. up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. this was 20 years ago. Yeah, like, it's nice. Know, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, it's a great spot, you know. California's cool. It's just we got all this other stuff going on, obviously. But, I mean, as far as lakes and bodies of water, man, it's just it's hard to beat. Do you have little ponds by you? A couple. Um, we got we got one in particular. I'm not going to say the name on the But podcast. you hit it. You hit it up. Oh, yeah. Lot, yeah. And I've seen some... Megas in there. How big? Uh, I'm gonna sound like a crazy person by saying this, but I've seen him pushing twenty. No I, way. Oh yeah. What's the biggest you've caught out of it? Biggest I've caught out of it eight pounds. Who? What's the biggest you seen documented from someone else? Eighteen three. Oh fuck! And a he, little pond. It's not a pond pond. It's it's no it's but, a reservoir. Okay, but you you guys uh, keep it. Everyone catches and releases there. Oh, yeah. For the most part. There was yeah. one that was caught out of there a couple of years ago. So on the same day, a 16 got caught. The same day, a 17 got caught. Oh, shit. The 16 got released. The 17 got kept. And the dude ate it. Which, I mean, it sucks. But, hey. I mean, that is your right as a fisherman. Was the dude I'm not... a redneck? Oh, yeah. Wearing <laughs> cowboy boots and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but it's that place has got freaking it's trout fed i mean it, it's oh it's, that's your spot then you think you could pull a record out of that possibly in the near future i I've, i'm probably one of the few people that'll say it but i i truly think that they're that place could definitely breed a world does record. it your buddies everyone fishes there too it, it's gotten more pounded in recent years but i know of bags that have come out of there that were five for 55 fuck i know matt allen from tactical bass has gone in there years ago he called it lake x and he had five for 51 or 52 out of there. So it's a very good lake. And it's small. So you could fish it. I mean, you could fish around that entire place in, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes. You could fish boat? it thing. Yeah. Wow. And you could fish it decent from shore. Um, you know how many people are even mad at you right now because you talked about this lake? I never said the, I never said the name. They're going to they're gonna know. They know. Yeah. There's people that already fish it. But, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those places where, I mean, you see them, man. It's 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 fucking insane. You're like, man. Okay, they talk about world records in Biwa and all these other places, and oh, these other lakes are gonna breed one. I'm sure the they are. The biggest is 22, right? That yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen it. So there's a tie because the dude out of Biwa a few years back tied it. He had it beat by weight, but I think they called it a tie because of. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was because it wasn't a big enough gap in weight because of ounces or something. But I mean, that fish, looking at it live, was like, oh, my God. Wait, there's not a big enough gap? Like, if you had a couple ounces off, it doesn't matter? That's so – if you if you look at the two weights. It was like 22.82 and one was 8.3. Whatever it was, okay. yeah. And it, was, it wasn't a big enough gap in between for them to certify it as the world record. It was actually a tie. And I mean, I've seen hey, pictures the dude of that has the bigger one must have lost his shit. 
Well, that was the new one. That was the most recent one that got caught. What what, was the bigger one? How long ago was that? Fuck, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. It was in. It was in recent years though. It was caught out of Lake Biwa in Japan. Damn. Have you been to Japan yet? No. Chris Purcell and Ben and those guys—they talk about seeing the seeing the freaking mount of it. And it was a freaking. I mean, obviously, dude, I seen the picture. Huge. The full-on poster picture. I was like, oh my god. That the is, girth that, on that fish. It, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It doesn't even yeah. look real. Like, you yeah. look at that fish and go, no way. It's just giant, dude. Like, they get to a point where they stop really growing in length, and they have to grow some way. And, and the, just the California record is? I couldn't even tell you that. I'm talking about your stuff. It's 20. Uh, is it 20-something? Who caught that one? Was that ML? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, who did Alicia? Oh, Alicia. oops, oops, sorry. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was. I, no, it wasn't. I I think it was someone else. So there's, I I, I definitely think that. California, I think I think it was Butch, uh, his buddy. Was it who uh, Asian dude? I think he was like a researcher. I don't know. People are going to be yelling right now. What are you guys talking about? I know. I, I sound know. like I, I don't know, dude. I, I sound uneducated in this, but <laughs> man, I, I don't know. But I, I really, truthfully, I feel like California could take that world. Which record. lake, though? Clear Lake? No. Not anymore? No. Uh, it has to be a trout fed fishery, I feel. Because the nowhere down source. here. Um, not now. So. No. I feel like it used to be that way. I mean, these these lakes down here back in the day were. The Holy Grail, but they don't treat them the same way anymore. They don't feed them. They don't stock them with trout the way that they used to. They still stock a lot of our lakes with trout. Do they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're, I mean, I won't say a specific lake, but the mother load lakes, I feel like could definitely put one out. Um, Yeah, I would definitely say the mother load lakes. There's just giant bodies of water. Yeah. There, I mean, there's fish that have been caught out of there that are 18 plus you know 19 plus whatever it may be i mean I, granted you know three four pounds is a lot but yeah they're obviously there to breed yeah and be created so i mean i feel like there's definitely room for those fish to continue to grow and you know they could top that you know what i mean that'd so, be cool man like it'd be a trip to yeah. see somebody stay i'd be stoked for somebody it'd be dope if it was me but i mean i don't fish those lakes <laughs> enough to to be that guy. But do you but, think I mean, that's going to need to be a swim bait fish to get that fish? It's got to be. I don't know, man. It could be a freaking So would fish. he catch it on a, on a, the record? I I don't even know. Couldn't even tell you. It's probably a swim bait. It might have been. Out of, out of Biwa? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure off the top of my head. I really don't know. But do you think the fish get treated way better in, in over there than here? I don't know. I, I feel like... The the clicks that fish over there, I think, definitely take care of the yeah. fish for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like we definitely have a wide variety of fishermen. I feel like a lot of people out here either catch and release or they catch to eat. You know what I mean? There's not I don't really think there's a-, a lot of people I see. <laughs> I've been part of groups on mm-hmm. Facebook where I'm like, <laughs> these dudes are like going, look what I caught. They're like two seven-pounders like from a lake close by mm-hmm. we're eating tonight and i'm like oh my god these guys get roasted it's rough dude but, but they don't give a shit they're no, old like 70 60 year old dudes that well you know in terms of so the way i look at it man and, I, and it's been tough for me to get over this mindset but as a fisherman you get your fishing license you go fishing you're either fishing for fun or you're fishing to put food on the table for your family and whether or not we feel like it's right 
they have the right to make that decision, you know, and it, it does suck. Like, seeing a 17 get taken from this body of water and eating them, like, man, I wouldn't ever eat that. Like, that's some old meat, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to eat that, you know? Like, if you're going to catch, to me, like, if you're going to catch bass to eat it, to me, it would make more sense to catch, like, a two, three, four pounder to eat as opposed to catching a big one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you have, like, your, you know. I feel like it's that with calicos up here, too. Like, yeah. same, same, if you're a tournament angler, like, same, you get the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just that beer is so probably warm now that you didn't drink it. Well, I got this mic in my face over here. Well, grab the beer and drink it. Uh, I can't reach. I'm sitting on the couch over here. Fucking guy. No, I just, you know. Like, you know, I feel like it's it's an all-around thing. Like, God, there's trout guys. I say, why are you eating a trout? Mm-hmm. I'll fucking eat trout all day long. I'll eat stripers all day long. You'll kill stripers. You hate stripers, right? I don't hate them. You kill them. I'll eat them if I want fish taco night. They're <laughs> so pretty what, good meat. So this is another question because I did listen to a podcast. It was Outdoors Unfiltered, and I liked his point of view on conservation for stripers because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to catch a big 30 or 40 pound striper. Um, and his point of view was a little different than a lot of guys. Like I had mm-hmm. Matt on and what's your point of view at the Delta on stripers? Do you feel like, since I know this, the seals, do they fucking eat them? Is it, is it, does that kind of level everything out the playing field because the seals, do you feel like, no, we got to kill more of them because there's too many big ones that are eating big, large mouth. What, how do you feel about that? Well, seals are a problem. Yeah. No doubt about that. Seals are a major problem. They eat everything. I so, can't believe they come that far up freshwater. Well, so we have brackish. We yeah, have brackish true. water. We yeah. have water, I mean, past, I mean, all the way into Oakley. I mean, we have brackish water, but you they get can seals survive up that way? Hell yeah. Dude, we get them all the way up and, I mean, all the way up the river chain. How many miles up is that? Miles. Like, and when I say miles, I mean. Hundreds of miles of these freaking things get up. And you'll see seals up there. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of them get birthed in the system, to be honest with you. I don't think they ever leave. Oh, you think they adapt to the the water? I do. Um, I think that they go further out towards colder water. Colder water. Too many of those beers, bro. (laughs) So I feel like they go, when when the weather gets too hot and the water gets too warm, I feel like they venture out more towards the cooler water. Um, but majority of the year, those, those seals are in the system. That's crazy. They're chasing salmon. They're chasing bass. I mean, right now they're right back in the system. They're chasing the salmon up striper. Um, in terms of striper and, you know, trying to conserve it, I am all about trying to conserve the bigger ones. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're going to keep them, I mean, catching the smaller ones, that's dope. Eat them. But catching the ones that are, you know, 10, 12. The breeders, same thing. Yeah, like catching the ones that are in that that range where they're on their way to become bigger, leave those alone. Catch and release those ones. But the ones, hey, the same could be said with lakes and spotted bass. You put spotted bass into any lake, they overtake the entire lake. Really? Oh, yeah. And they only get, what, eight pounds? Uh, I think the record right now is over 11. It was out of Bullard's Bar. Really? Oh, Nick, wow. Nick Dolan? Dolan, okay. Dolick, I think, has it out of Bullard's Bar. He caught that a few years ago. Um, I actually went fishing with him at Clear Lake. Oh, no way. But, yeah, he's a super cool cat. He uh, caught it on a jig. But spotted bass really, I mean, like, I'll, I'll use Shasta as an example. Shasta had smallmouth and it had largemouth in it for the longest time. And then they introduced spotted bass. Well, now when you go up to Shasta, 
spotted bass is all you catch. You're lucky when you catch a small ear, you catch a largemouth. They kill them all. They don't kill them. They're just, they're, they overpopulate. They're like lice, man. They overpopulate. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's how majority of lakes are. Yeah. Like you have lakes all over the damn place that are, they're, they're dominated by spotted bass. And I feel like, you know, there's some lakes that they introduced striper to and it kind of did the same thing. Like there's a, a place up, up our way called Lake Hogan and that place used to be an awesome fishery and then they added striper to it. Now the striper dominated. You know what I mean? When they're, when you're the biggest predator, there's nothing to stop. Yeah, you. exactly. You know what I mean? I'm not saying spotted bass are the biggest predator, but there's more of them. You know what I mean? It's like ants when you throw a cracker on the ground. Those exactly. Ants are take no, care no, hundred percent. You know I mean? Yeah. But it, it's a trip, man. Like it's, you know, going back on striper, like I, I agree with these guys that are major. I'm not a major striper fisherman, so I really, uh, I'm just my two cents. But I agree with them. Like, if you want to catch and keep a striper, don't ca- don't catch and keep the bigger ones. I mean, I guess the same could be said. Do you about see it happen a lot up there? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are uneducated in terms of of that, and they just keep whatever they catch. Yeah. But the same could be said about largemouth. They'll go fishing during the spawn and just drop a bobber on a bed. And catch the biggest fish they see and oh, take them dude. home. Yeah. I mean, dude, you'll see, you'll see people on a bridge with stringers of giants. Yeah. You're going, what the hell, man? And that that to me really just bugs me. Like, yeah. you know, going into that, like, I mean, I feel like as fishermen, if we're really worried about the fisheries and the population, like around the times when these fish spawn, why do we even have tournaments? Yeah. We shouldn't. Don't fish during those times. Let them repopulate. You don't Let fish do- beds ever. I do. I, I just get so frustrated, man. And it's not because I'm not a good bed fisherman. I just, I don't know, man. For me, it's like, just let them do their thing. You know what I mean? Like, they, that's a big fish. If you're going to catch them, make sure you let them go, like, immediately. Because they're there for a reason. Right in And there, a lot of yeah. people, like, look at playing like, oh. Like, I, <laughs> the argument I see a lot is if you're a fisherman and you're out fun fishing, why do you go and take your glory shot at the end of the day and put these fish in your box? In don't your live don't well anything. Yeah, that's their argument. And I'm like, you're a tournament fisherman <laughs> who goes and catches fish throughout an entire lake or river chain who does the same shit. <laughs> Where is your... Oh, well, that's for money. Where does that make it relevant? How it doesn't is make it, it relevant. How much money is it for? Well, even then, where does it's it make like, it relevant? No, it's the no, same no, no, thing. No. Yes. So whether or not you want to take, oh, it's just for a glory shot, just for clout, okay? What difference does it make? <laughs> I know fun fishermen that take better care of their fish than tournament anglers do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, man. Like if you're if you're a fisherman and you truly care about whatever fishery you choose to fish, yes. just do your part. Yeah. It's just that simple. And I mean – Striper, largemouth, salmon, whatever the hell it might be, calicos, spotties. I mean, dude, just just do your part. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, don't don't go out of your way to try to be a piece of shit in regards to overdoing it. You don't have to freaking be that guy that's got a stringer every time you go out. But if that's what you're doing to try to make fish tacos for your family to eat, I mean, whatever. No, you know I agree one hundred percent. Like, like a, that, that's the thing is, there's conservation, but guess what? Like down here, sport boats. Like people say, hey, don't keep calico. Sport boards are keeping like hundreds, hundreds. Day, hundreds. It's like halibut, halibut's the same. It's, way it's up like, by us. dude, it, what are you gonna do, man? Just oh, yeah. if you take a couple, it should be no big deal, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not killing as much as that sport boat did, so what does it matter? Those charter boats, I mean, that's how they make their money. Yeah, they take people out and to exactly, go catch fish. I don't, 
I don't hate like and say, hey, no, dude, that's that's how they make their numbers. That's their and hustle. Money. Uh, it's per per what we've seen, it's sustainable. Like, dude, the fishery's still there. Sport boats aren't killing it any worse. Mm-hmm. Like we saw COVID happen, and it's like, did it did it really ruin everything? Nothing was different. I mean, to me, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I I feel like I feel like a lot of people really dig deep in terms of of you know conservation and all this other stuff yeah. and it's it is obviously something that we have to pay attention to but i mean the ab 3030 i mean you guys could even be losing shit up that way right yeah how much can you guys lose uh, fishing wise up there i mean they haven't really put any red zones in terms of what it would on change. the delta they didn't do no anything. but i mean they very well could i mean the tunnels are what really be detrimental towards us uh-huh. and that the water would be sent down south down here and yeah. it's that's huge if that happens, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. In terms of the delta, I mean, you want to talk about brackish water? It'll pull salt water all the way up through the chain. Shit, I mean, you'll have dude. Pe- you'll have people in Discovery Bay that have fucking sharks in their backyard. Dude, I mean, be d- wild. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, yeah. they would dam off the freshwater intake to get into the system. And, I mean, when you do that, when you don't have freshwater getting implemented, the salt will, salt will just literally take over. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about completely depleting a fishery, it'll destroy it. Yeah. And we have one of the best fisheries on the fucking planet. And a lot yeah. of people take regard, you know, they, they don't they don't appreciate it for what it's worth. And, obviously, these politicians and stuff that want to do these tunnels, and so they don't care about that. They care about money because they see gold when it comes to water. But they don't mm-hmm. realize how much these farmers and farmland all depend on this water. The Delta, I mean, is it's all farmland, man. Yeah. You know, whether it's whatever type of, you know, crop. I mean, it it's a lot of people's livelihood that they would change if mm-hmm. they take and do the stuff that they talk about they want to do. Wow. It's trippy, man. It no, really it's wild. Is. It's wild. I've, I've learned more about it. I did. I do ads with the California Marine Life uh, Act. Mm-hmm. And it's just to, to keep you in the loop on what is MLPA and not down here. Yeah. And they're not part of the AB 3030. But, I mean, I learned a lot more just by doing uh, commercials for them on the podcast. So it's kind of crazy. It's like you never know, and Newsom's like trying to push us quick. And I'm not political at all. I've never been. But it's something that could, if it could take away more fishing, like I was around when uh, they closed Laguna down here, and they, you know, I wasn't a PB fisherman, but it changed my fishing. I used to fish Laguna a lot. Now it's gone. And so it's like let's, more research would be nice to go, well, it hasn't made a huge difference. It, it did make some. Mm-hmm. Well, then open it back up, dude. You know, like, but who knows? Yeah. We'll see what happens, you know? Really, were it, were it there, whatever they choose to do. Right? Money. Which sucks. Yeah. And it does suck. And I mean, like you said, like, not even to get political with anything, but. No. It's a trip when, you know, so much that's natural. The, the natural beauty of California, you know what I mean? Like, you have this, the coastline, and you have all these lakes and yeah. bodies of water. And yeah. they, they seemingly want to take a lot of that away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like. Why? Like yeah. what? What's left when you take that stuff? No, away? there's not much. I agree, hundred percent, man. You know what I mean? It's 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 fucking wild. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It really is. Oh shit! Let's uh, plug everything that uh, you you bring everything down here. This is not coming out till Monday, so you guys won't. He'll be here already. Mm-hmm. But um, if you guys, I'm sure people are going to be able to check out. The new stuff you made, which is a shredhead. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be at Alley Fishing Alliance. There'll probably be some available there. Yes. Uh, with Dean, he'll probably leave some down. I guarantee 
with Dean this weekend. Talk about the head a little. Talk about the sizes. Yeah, so so the new shred head, um, we're gonna we're gonna debut them this this weekend on Saturday. Um, we have four different well, four different sizes, three different weights. So we have the pose, which is the three out with the half ounce. We have another half ounce, and then we have a three quarters and a one ounce. And we really just wanted to try to cover the basis to begin with. It's not something that we plan on just. Sticking. And since you're pushing spotty, I don't think you need more than that. No. When you start pushing calico, then the twos will be nice. Yeah, and and, and we will get to that point down the yeah. line. You know what I mean? And it's it's just really something that we we had been kind of thinking about doing for a while, and then we finally landed on you know the head that we wanted to run with, and we wanted to keep it clean. You know, we you know there's a lot of different head designs out there, but we wanted to try to run with something that was you know yeah. going to be functional. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's. I think it's going to work out for a lot of guys. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about having another option. Um, we're going to try to keep our prices right. You know what I mean? It's going to be two head packs. Um, you're going to have two per pack. And I, it's all about... Do you have an idea about pricing right now? Yeah. Um, i got to find it. <laughs> Here we go. Let me this see. fucking guy. Let me see. Let me, let me scroll back real quick. So... With the pose, they're going to be five forty nine. That's a half ounce with a three aught. Um, with our other half, it's going to be five forty nine, and that's with a six aught hook. Um, our three quarter is going to be six forty nine with a seven aught hook, and our one ounce is going to be six ninety nine with a seven aught hook. So really cover the bases in terms of that. Um, you'll be able to throw, you know, really whatever soft plastics you want to throw. You know, I know Gary Reyes makes some killer shit. Um, you really have a lot of options down here. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like not only down here in the salt, but I feel like a lot of the striper guys up towards us and stuff are really going to, you know, hit the ground running with this yeah. head. You know what I mean? It'll, yeah. it'll really pertain to everybody. And it's something that you could throw at lakes. Like you said earlier, you could cut the wheel. Have you put them on a rigs at all? Yeah, and we've been toying with smaller sizes for that. Yeah. I actually yeah. brought some up here to test. Oh, yeah. To throw on an A-rig, uh, your, you know, your eighth quarter three-eighths i could test them tomorrow mm-hmm. when we go if you want. i got a few i got a few extra ones <laughs> we could definitely put some tests we're doing we're doing a little fishing trip tomorrow it's not i'm he's going on t's boat i'm taking my boat we do some inner harbor stuff tomorrow so with philly what's oh, up philly Phil's california coming on my boat. that son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be rad man i mean this 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 whole trip is just sick to me like to get away from home and to get down here to see the buddies down here i'm like this it was a no-brainer like to have the opportunity. It's been to come a it's been here. a cool connection that we made. I yeah. think we need to make it up that way more. You guys have been down a couple of times, so I'm hoping in December or maybe when we can find a good time to everything's cool. You guys are settled in. We could do the whole thing where I come for the weekend. You know, I do coyote bait and tackle because I really wanted to do them. Hell I yeah. do you guys. Hopefully, get your dad and round table. You know, it'll be a sick up north thing to kind of travel a little more because I know it's it's a. Uh, the, my big thing is I hate doing phone interviews. I'd rather travel yeah, it's not and wait personable. for the time to bang out four for a month and go up there. Cool. Just because it's it's a different feel when you're mm-hmm. in person, like we're talking right here, than it is on the phone. 100%. And don't get me wrong. Like the informative fisherman, dude was amazing. I don't get those guys that, that talk like that all the time. Like you you know Bill Semental? Nick, like, Nick's a dude, hell of a mind. Hey, Nick's a funny dude. Hell and yeah. He's, he hey, he is no joke, man. No. He could fuck you up. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he trained MMA with, like, he knew Clay Guida. And hey, all I didn't that. know any of that. So, I, <laughs> funny thing about that, before we could, I actually I actually got in touch with Clay 
somewhat recently. I think, you know, I'm going to try to get him out fishing when hey, he comes Clay, back. Clay big dick me. Did he? Yeah, if you hit him up, tell him I wanted to get him on the podcast, being a response. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to talk no shit. He could knock me out. Uh, he could, he, he can big dick me because <laughs> he can fuck me up. So it's, <laughs> the carpenter, Clay Guida, he's a hell of a fisherman too. He's man. He's so I've heard, I've seen out. it. Yeah, he's all over the damn place. Yeah. It's a trip, man. Yeah, I wish, I, I wish I didn't work and I could do that. Like I wish I would have trained in God. something that would have. I wish I would have done something that didn't involve me having like this job. Like where I could have just, you know, maybe been a baseball player. I'm not talented in anything, no. so I got to stick to what, you know, it sucks. You I know thought I mean? was good at music, but. You were, though, weren't you? I a was screamer? okay. Like, did you no, play I played bass. Violin and, like, <laughs> keyboards. And then Danny, he's really good at the skin flute. So. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, guys, for listening to my vulgar podcast. I'm sorry on this one. Uh, we had fun. Thanks again, Danny. Checked out Blank. Um, if you're up north, do you, where's the shop located? It'll be open by this in it's, the next couple of weeks. It's on Main Street in Oakley. In Oakley, okay. I don't know the exact address. I'm a bum when it comes to remembering those exact numbers. But Caesar will keep the deets updated on all that type yeah. of stuff. And it's coming, guys. It's going to be sick. Um, it'll be open like really, really soon. Hopefully in the next couple of days. Great. And then uh, we'll be up that way. So hopefully we can. Uh, maybe if it's if it's if it's good weather and stuff, maybe we can do a live one in the parking lot, dude. I'll set up the uh, – we'll bring some audio equipment, set up some speakers, maybe barbecue. Hell yeah. Do a live one Q&A if you guys want to roll up there and hang out. Um, set up some seats, rent some seats, and do something cool, man. Be sick. Do something different. Thanks again, Danny, for coming on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>